A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Nightcast Creative, Dicey Cantina, and Erica Goodwitch present Path of the Storm, a High Republic Adventure. The Nihil attack at the Battle of Kerr. The United Forces of the Republic believed they had defeated the dreaded Nihil, scattering those who remained among the stars. But the anarchists still lurk in the shadows, waiting for opportunities to attack. In the Anuit Sector, three brave Jedi Knights recover from a brush with death. As the Nihil ship escapes into the clouds of Bespin, Lodi Verton and Kel gather their wits and begin their investigation. Hey, I'm called Erica, and you've heard me on shows like Dicer Brains, Coruscant Nights, and The Dicey Cantina. In this High Republic miniseries, I'll be playing Lodi Verton, a consular arbiter. Lodi is a female Mickeyan, and she stands tall at nearly six feet, though her long flowing tendrils make her appear even taller than that. Her skin shifts from blue to green, her eyes somewhere in the middle, and most striking is the diamond eye tattoo in the center of her forehead. She's been a Jedi Knight, and an adult, long enough that she is confident and refined while still young at 32 years of age. Lodi is silver-tongued, using both her impressive Jedi skills and her charisma to aid in various Jedi outreach programs. She is charitable by nature, giving endlessly to the galaxy around her. But this is balanced by martyrdom, as she grows increasingly frustrated with those beings who would take advantage of others' generosity whether hers or someone else's. I'm Mark, host of Coruscant Knights, and in this series I'm playing Kel, a Dravitan counselor teacher. As a Jedi Knight, Kel is very patient and trusting. He's not quick to violence and only wields his lightsaber when no other options are present. Kel is average height, with blue-gray skin and a large mouth. He wears the Jedi field armor proudly, and spends most of his time teaching the ways of the Force away from the confines of the core worlds. His lightsaber shows his affinity for travel, and is worn with wear. He hopes that his next journey around the galaxy will end with him attaining the rank of Jedi Master. His emotional strength of curiosity stems from his unique view of the Force. Kel sees the strength of the Force in those people, places, and things that sentients touch or put their intentions in. But when he goes down a leppy hole, this curiosity about the Force of intentions can become a bit of an obsession. Having successfully left the Swantech freighter behind as it plunged into the clouds of Bespin, you guys made your way to the closest medical facility that you could find. And it is a little bit of a, we'll call it a mining outpost, but it's a, little more, it's a bit more than an outpost. It's more or less what you would think of as a Tabanagas mining town. It's got some shops, it's got all the things, but the its main purpose is siphoning the gas and sending it to the newly minted Cloud City Central Processing Hub. Uh, but they do have a doctor. You guys have made your way, landed at this out, uh, this mining outpost. Um, what's a good name for this mining outpost? Do you guys have any thoughts? Outpost 62 Dorn. 62 Dorn. Okay. Just give it a number. Yeah, that makes sense. On Outpost 62 Dorn, you guys uh, made your ways to the local doctor medical area and were able to drop Bekros off. He's been in behind 
closed doors being evaluated and treated. And uh, you are waiting in what is essentially the lobby for news of Becros. I believe right towards the end of our last encounter, Lodi had made an appearance. Did I say that right? Uh, yeah, you did. Awesome. So uh, describe for me, if you guys will, your characters one more time, since it's been a little bit. And what are you up to in this doctor's waiting room? What does What do your characters do in these higher stress situations? Lodi is at ease. She's standing, but she has her hands in, not really in her pockets. Her robes don't have pockets, but just sort of by her side. Her long flowing tendrils are just sort of milling about her head. They're not particularly flared out in stress or anything. She trusts in the force that she got there in time and she got Becker's to safety in time. And because like, why would she have gotten the inkling that anything was wrong if she wasn't able to fix it, you know? So she's relaxed. Kel is standing facing one of the windows with his arms crossed. He's got sort of a stern look on his face, his big mouth pressed in sort of a hard line. He is not particularly happy with the way things went down the freighter and the Nihil and thinks that he took the situation a little too lightly, underestimated the foes that he was up against and feels like it's partially his fault that Becros was injured in the way that he was. He's got his brown leather Jedi tunic on his silvery white lightsaber hilt strapped straight across the, the back of it, sort of like how um, Kanan Jarrus has his lightsaber in Rebels, and just staring out at the golden and orange clouds of, of Bespin. Awesome. One more GM question for you guys for the setting. What was the last time someone of the Order was injured in such a way that you were around? aware of. What is your previous experience with such a horrific wound, so to speak? Not someone from the Order, because I was the representative there, but I was involved in negotiations between two planets in an isolated system, and the, uh, the senator from the Republic that I had been sent with negotiations had soured. There might have been some syndicates from different factions like the Huts and the Pikes that were stirring the pot and the uh, the senator had actually been injured. And that was stressful and frustrating. But you know, they, they pulled through just fine. Had to go straight back to Coruscant, but they pulled through. As Kel's standing there, he's thinking of uh, this time on the planet uh, Tholoth. Uh, also in the Outer Rim, also, I guess it's in the colonies, but um, still it's for somebody who grew up in the, the temples of Coruscant, it might as well be the Outer, outer Rim. He has been around, He's he's been here and there, and he's been stationed with different Jedi in, in different outposts here and there. But when he was on Tholoth, there was an incident with uh, a wild animal and one of the Padawans was injured, and uh, it was a similar thing where he feels like he should have been, should have been there, should have been watching, should have been aware when he was busy doing his own thing, just like on that uh, above the freighter 
Kel was thinking more about what he was doing than what he was doing with Bekros. It was, it was more about him than about them as a team. And he is uh, sort of kicking himself for not acting as a team. Well, I think that sets the mood pretty well there. Let's go ahead and roll our uh, destiny. Get some new tokens in for today, since we have a new GM. I have one dark side, but it's a light side paragon. I also add one light side. So one and one for Mark. I rolled a dark side. And a dark side. <laughs> Three darks, one light. All right. That's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Thank you for coming when you did. It was no trouble at all. I just had a sense. Force pulled me to your sector, Bespin, and I came as fast as I could. All the way from Bava. Bespin? Uh, yes, there's this new colony uh, with the cloud, cloud City. I'm sure you've heard of it. Right, right. It's big. And they just need a little bit of guidance in some of their nego- internal negotiations between the various guilds and factions for the Tabanagas and uh, some class struggles as well. Right, right. Kel's a little distracted. And while he talks, I think I'd like to roll a sense check. All right. What are you sensing for? I want to see how Bekros is doing. All right. He rolled one dark side. He's feeling that guilt and a little bit of anger and is not going to touch the dark side because that only gets you into more trouble. So, um, back to Bespin then? I mean, we're still on Bespin, aren't we? Uh, Cloud City. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. That's fine. And I think I'll stay here for a little bit, if you don't mind. Have you been to this place before? What is it? 60, 62 Bash? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. I'm usually... Cloud City is actually a uh, surprisingly big place. I've only been there yeah, a couple big. months, so... I, I haven't been there, but passed it by. I've heard... I've uh, heard things about it. Not necessarily good things, but good things. Few too many people there. This place is more my speed. Well, didn't you come to the Outer Rim from Coruscant? We, yeah, by choice. Yeah, if you think Cloud City's crowded, then... <laughs> yeah, Coruscant was no picnic for me, really. I'm more of a loner, usually. How about you? Uh, Bava by choice, or uh, the council send you there? Bava is where I is actually where my my crush was. So raised on Bava, so I didn't get taken all the way, you know, to the shining temple on Coruscant. It's overrated. I've been. The Kyber Arch is dazzling. Have you seen anybody uh, try to conquer it? Try to get across it? Oh yeah, there was ten just in one hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I did it too. It was... I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're just visiting. It's like one of those things to do. So as you guys are, are talking and reminiscing and anxiously waiting, a uh, droid that you saw earlier comes waddling out from the back room, <clears throat> turns to face you and says, I am MBD44, and I am here to report on the Keldor status. How are you related to the deceased Pardon me, the patient. I'm sorry. There's a minor glitch in my communication protocols. I'm his teacher. Is he okay? He needs a lot of attention, but you are fortunate to arrive when you have. 
we have recently received a new medicine that is currently in development called Bactar. It will help your student heal more quickly. However, he will need time. How, how much time does he need? It will be days of rest and recovery before he is well enough to move again. Do you have accommodations here on 62 Dorn, or will you be traveling back to Cloud City? Uh, we don't have accommodations. He looks, glances over at, at Lodi. Do we? There is a small outpost with several rooms on Cloud City, which is not a far trek from here. Alright, we'll be heading back to Cloud City then. Very well. You know how to contact us. I have the communication codes and will reach out when your student regains consciousness. Thank you. Can I see him before we go? You may, but please be aware that he is unconscious and will not be able to respond. The droid gestures with its arms to the, the back door. Kel heads through the back door. And so uh, walking in, it's it's not a large room by any means. Uh, this is a mining outpost, so you are in a place with apparently experimental medicine, but uh, at the same time is to accommodate the, the rough life of, of miners of the Tabana gas. And so it's just basically a little bit larger than a single bedroom would be. And in the middle of it is a table and Becros is laying on his back there, eyes closed. A tubed apparatus has replaced his normal breathing mask and there are a few other tubes and wires coming out of various spots in his arms and his side. And there's a white medical looking device that has been affixed to the spot where the vibro knife went into his gut and has a, a several tubes coming out of that as well. It still looks very white and sterile in there. There is just the main, we'll call it operating light over him and the rest of the room is cast in a bit of shadow. Kel uh, approaches Beckros and puts a hand on his shoulder and feels for him in the force and can feel his energy, his presence in the force there. And um, feels for the intentions of the droids and tries to let Beckros know that he's there and he'll be back when, when he comes back to us. And then he leaves and uh, meets Lodi up front. All right. Are you ready to go? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do about our vector. I guess I can pilot it. Well, there's many fine mechanics. Good. This thing's going to need a once over or maybe a twice, thrice over. I'm just looking forward to getting back to my own when we get back to Bava. You could leave it for Beckros to take care of. From what I remember, he's... Um, got quite the mechanical mind. Yeah, he's pretty good at that stuff. Uh, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable flying in it if it was a little more solid. So maybe we take it to Bespin, get it taken care of, and maybe have them leave one or two things for Beckros to, you know, take care of himself, feel good about. That's a good idea, yeah. So we make our way to the vectors. Yeah, I go hopping right on up into my vector, plug my lightsaber in power everything up. Look over at Kel. Kel's in their vector, which is partially charred on the inside. He puts his lightsaber in, and it fails to start the first time, but it starts the second time. 
This will backfire as it gets going. <laughs> yep, something falls off. Overcomes, <laughs> Lodi goes, On second thought, do you want to come with me? No, no, I'll be fine. As long as we don't run into those Nihil again. Well, I, I'm sure we won't because uh, patrols have increased in this area. Good. But let's get back. We should report to Starlight Beacon. All right, after you. So you mentioned uh, Lodi plugged in her lightsaber, but I don't... Uh, what does Lodi's look, lightsaber look like? Uh, the color is... It's um, a yellow. She has a yellow lightsaber wow, color. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the hilt itself is... So it's a sleek bronze with a, um, like an opal inlay. It goes up it and then the yellow blade that hums slightly. And that is Lodi's lightsaber. So she plugs that right in. Nice little stab and twist. And off she goes in her vector. Kel follows right behind. So you guys have a fairly uneventful flight over to Cloud City. It's a, you know, the orange and pink tones of the clouds of what Bespin looks like, you know, uh, are highlighted amongst the clouds. And as you fly over the top of one particularly large cloud, that reversed teardrop disc is before you, all shiny and new and sparkling in the sunlight with a little bit of the skyscraper coming out of the middle. That is the new Cloud City. You guys make your way to the landing platform to the area that Lodi knows where you guys can stay. And what is this area like? Uh, You're intending to report on the events to Starlight Beacon. Is there communications in this area or are you guys going to have to go find some? So what I imagine is that the Jedi Order has its own little private area of Bespin or of Cloud City. So it's their own little um, like outpost. So it has its own landing area that has the Jedi Order symbol on the floor. And then there's the, uh, you can go in and there's a general area where everyone can come in to speak to uh, the Jedi Order. And then some private areas, you know, sleeping room, meditation chamber, training center, and a kitchen. (laughs) And Lodi's the only one there at the moment, because she's still sort of building the base there. But it's definitely got the best communications array for reaching out to Starlight Beacon. Because we got a report on the fact that there were Nighthill activity here. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Lodi has ordered the best sensor array to contact back to the Starlight Beacon, but I will go ahead and flip my first token and not all the parts have arrived yet since Lodi is by (laughs) herself setting up this embassy. Right. Great. Guess we'll go have to talk to the O'Donnells then. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to do a mechanics check to get that going, but I could could roll up my sleeves to try if you want to do that. Oh, I think that's a computer's check. That's very sensitive uh, equipment. I can still do a computer's and... I'm pretty good with computers if you want me to try to set this up. I don't mind letting you roll for it. I'm going to let that flip be an upgrade on it, though. Great. This would be a it would be a hard check because this is the 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 high end super best. I would like array. to provide a uh, a boost die by finding the data pad with the instruction manual on it. I'll take it. That gives me one more positive than negative die. Okay. Um, I have a boost die because uh, I hang out with Backrose a lot. No, I don't think the fact that you left your mechanical friend in a 
hospital grants you a boost in this occasion. Um, But I would like to add a setback dice for the fact that a good portion of the parts are still in their crate, even though they're in the room. Great. Okay. All right. Here we go. It's not a success. I have an advantage and a despair. (laughs) Okay. Do you have plans for that advantage? I would like the advantage to be that nothing I did was irreversible. Okay. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Well, you see, I think this goes here and that goes there. And is it working? You push the button. I push the button and instead of Starlight Beacon, we get garbled Hatties and I turn it off. (laughs) I tried. I think it's currently more of a media player. I think you were listening to some <laughs> Hutties uh, podcast. Yeah. Because I think for the despair, the actual core module of the transmitter hasn't arrived yet. It's on the list as a necessary part, but it's not actually there on Cloud City yet. It's backordered because there's a some kind of shortage. Supply chain issue. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Well, I guess it's not going to work. Do you know anyone else with uh, a comm relay that might not? Uh... Uh, well, we could go talk to uh, Warden O'Donnell. They are in charge of security for the system. That family's in charge of a lot of stuff around here, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Very affluent. Quite influential. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess it wouldn't hurt me go to them and make our report. It's always fun making a report. So I lead the way through Cloud City's dazzling walkways and everything to the constabulary. Kel is immediately uncomfortable with the amount of uh, activity in this place. And yet overall, the activity is lower than one would expect for yeah. a town. Because this is still uh, a, a town that's built ready to grow into. It's not a full-fledged mm-hmm. Uh, city yet, despite having that capabilities. There are a lot of avenues and buildings that are still being uh, finished and furnished and all of that. You know, you passed a number of droid construction bots, you know, lifting and putting girders into place. And really, in my mind, I think that a lot of these places get built modularly. Modularly. And so... You know, the, the whole floor can be moved and put into place and all of that. Mm-hmm. The constabulary is definitely finished, though, and polished to a high degree. There's a couple of golden statues flanking the entrance. The floors are polished stone. There's a kind of broad, long echo of every footstep that comes in, no matter how lightly you try and walk, because the place is not as full of people as the outside exterior even was. It's still waiting for the population to come to it. And in the middle is a uh, large round circular desk. Uh, There's an Ugnaught standing on a, uh, well, really sitting on a repulsor chair so that they can swivel about and move to this desk into various areas. It looks, uh, it's, it's a large reception desk that looks like it could serve four, five, six people at the same time, all wanting information. But currently there's just this lone Ugnaught woman. Uh, She's got 
a set of small spectacles on her snout and she watches you without saying anything all the way until you get to the desk and stand before her and then she says hello welcome to the Canterbury. how can i help you oh thank the force i thought we were gonna have to speak ugnot Kel mutters quietly to nobody in particular, and it echoes. <laughs> through a booming echo kind of throughout the place. <laughs> oh no, I think course I'm trained in hospitality and service. Thank you very much, sir. Youngin? <laughs> yeah, youngin. <laughs> it seems a bit immature to whisper such a thing so loudly, so I just assumed you were young. Uh, it's it's not. I actually speak rudimentary Ugnot. You speak Ugnot? I'm just oh. very bad at it, so I didn't really want to bring that out. That's all. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I love hearing my native tongue. What you got? No, no, no. no. I, I took a class as a Padawan. It, I can understand it, but I can't speak it very well. That's that's where I am right now. <laughs> all right. Well, I suppose. Uh, Mina. Lottie, Because, of course, Lodi knows her name. Of course. So, my communications array uh, at our... Uh, embassy mm-hmm. isn't entirely uh, put together yet, so I came to use the constabularies. Oh, you want to use a communication array? Yes. Well, okay. I think that's okay. The O'Donnell said to be accommodating. You know what it is. Back up to the right, up the lift. You've used it before, haven't you? Yes. Yes. I am in and out of here quite frequently. So thank you very much, Mina. For your time. Mm-hmm. You're most welcome. Just slide on past. Yeah, maybe we'll chat later. In Ogunot. I love that young man. I'll try. Young man. She has tons of Ugnots to speak with. Why is she picking on you? So I can fast track us a little bit. You guys get upstairs. You get to the sensor array. It's tuned to the right tune and all of that. Who at the Starlight Beacon are you contacting? It's it's a very Star Wars bad name. Clap Tormer sounds like a pod racer. Two P's. Clap. Say it out. I heard it, you know, in there. Yeah. The clap. Probably an Alina. Okay. And clap is the essentially the Starlight Beacon's end of the diplomatic attaché to Cloud City. They'd be the one making the requests and being Lodi's direct contact. So you punch in the the comm, get it established, and clap Tormer, the Alina, comes on. Oh, uh, Lodi? Lodi? I wasn't expecting to hear from you. Yeah, there's been an incident. A possible Nihil uh, spotting here on Bespin. Yes. Huh. Two of our Jedi Knights out in this uh, sector came across hey, them. Uh, who's that with you? Uh... Kel just waves from behind. Jedi, Jedi uh, Knight Kel. Kel, is that Clap? Is that you? Kel, it's been a long time, yeah. It's been a long time. Tholoth, you really recovered well. It's funny that... Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's all healed up. Healed up pretty nicely. And he, like, rotates his shoulder in a big circle. As big as an Alina can. Uh, I mean... The, the hologram of Clap is probably, you know, <laughs> twice real size for this guy <laughs> on the table in front of you. Yeah, I'd say definite Nihil 
not 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 even probable at this point. Nihil? What the criff are they doing near Bespin? I don't know. Nothing good. They were hoping to lure us into a trap. We spotted the trap, but things went south pretty quickly. Huh. Well, where are they now? I don't know. We we boarded, but had to uh, quickly abandon their ship. We were pretty outnumbered, and they're brutal. We don't really want to lose track of a ship like that. Did you get a tracker on it or anything? I can send you the info from my vector, but I'm afraid we probably don't have very much. Right. Um, do we need to alert the people of Cloud City? I mean, Lodi, did you already inform the Warden there that they may have an impending Nihil issue? Yes, I wasn't involved in the incidents. I actually came afterwards um, because I had a um, an inkling that I was needed, and I informed the wardens of uh, piracy. Piracy. Okay. I wasn't aware that there, it was Nihil. Uh, my push to um, help didn't give me details like that. So I suppose after we finish speaking with you, we'll go talk to the warden. Well... If you've already alerted him, I think that's all right. The Nile have been so quiet recently, we hadn't really heard much from them. Having them pop up over there is concerning, to say the least. Tell me that you two are at least investigating it, right? Of course. Uh, all right, well, that puts me at ease. It sounded a little like you just let him go and weren't gonna follow up. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I knew that wasn't gonna be the case. This sounds like it could be a major problem. We'll be investigating. One of our Jedi Knights is in critical condition. So, of course, we're investigating. Cal, you okay? Becros. Uh, not me. Becros? Becros? Oh. Nim? Oh, all right. Yes, he's uh, in critical condition on Station 62 uh, Dorn, treating him with some... With some uh, I guess research and development drugs. We'll we'll see how it works, but they say he should be up in about in about three days. Hoping that we can take him to the, the masters over on Baba, and they can uh, speed things up after that. Just let me take some notes here. Becros Nim. Nim. Becros Nim. Yeah. Uh, handsome Keldor pilot. Oh, you do know him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Good things, I hope. Oh, yeah. Anyway, is there anything else you need from us uh, concerning this uh, this matter? Oh, well, it, it sounds like we need a thorough investigation, but you two are already on it, so I think we're good. I'll make sure all this is in the notes, and I'll push it up the chain so that everyone's aware. Do you need any help? Do you need me to send in the cavalry? Let us further our investigation before we take any drastic measures. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. Well... That is a good plan, because the next thing on my list is that we didn't really, um, have anyone to send because of, you know, the, the disaster. But, you know, I wanted to ask out of politeness. I didn't want you feeling left out, you know? So, yeah, you just keep me, on uh, informed with what's going on. Keep me on top of the situation, and, uh, and we'll see what happens. Will do. Will do. Very good to see you, Cal. May the force be with you. May the force be with you, too. Transmission ends. Yeah. <laughs> that was surprising. Didn't expect to see... Uh, An old friend? Up. Yeah. Yep. I was just thinking about it. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. What now? Well, we can inform the uh, the warden of the fact that it was Nihil Pirates 
and then we. Well, I mean, you already told him it was pirates. We can just yeah leave a note with the receptionist, right? I guess Mina will make sure they know or they get it. Um, so then I suppose we should get on that investigation that we promised we were doing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Path of the Storm. Today's episode was produced by Nightcast Creative. To find out more about Nightcast Creative and the shows that we make, visit nightcastcreative.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Dicey Cantina and Erica Goodwitch. For more of Dicey Cantina, visit diceycantina.com or youtube.com slash c slash diceycantina. Thanks to Andrew for running this adventure. Thank you to Chris, Joy, and Adam for lending their voices to this episode. The seed for this adventure can be found as the modular encounter, if it sounds too good to be true, in the Nexus of Power supplement for the Star Wars role-playing game by Fantasy Flight Games and Edge Studios. <laughs>